Too Many Comics, episode 138. It's, this time it's been uh, two and a half weeks, three weeks? I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. So, yeah, we are two very busy people. You had a, a computer breakdown with a hard drive failure. Uh, so we're working through uh, some technical difficulties here, uh, but happy to to talk some comics. And it sometimes is nice to to have i mean it'd be better if we planned the weeks off a little better but it kind of lets news build and gives us a break from uh you know trying to fill the spot every week that's a good that's a good spin for why we didn't do it but, but yes there was a lot a lot of back and forth it is what it is and and you know we're making good on it right now so you know what do you want so we did not get to do a show before black panther came out to tease that you know to remind listeners who had forgotten that it was about to release uh, Black Panther has come out. Uh, I saw it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and guess that you haven't. Would I be? Why correct? would you? Why would you guess that? I, I don't know. Be. You've. Uh, you. It seems I'm as though a, you have. I'm not, a lover. Other than yeah. Star Wars, have not been hitting up things as the, as as soon as they come out. I didn't see it, but I mean, I don't like your assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was correct. And so I won't. I mean, I won't spoil a whole bunch for you. I, I enjoyed the movie. Where, where does it fall, where, where does it stack up in the and the rest? Um, I think if when you take take out the cultural significance of of the film of the character of the director of the cast, um, it's a pretty standard above above average Marvel movie. Um, so, you know, I, I don't like it. I didn't like it more than, you know, the, what I experienced with, on the first Avengers or I, I really love winter soldier that, or that first guardians of the galaxy I love, but I liked it better than, you know, Thor's one and two, uh, potentially even more than Thor three. It, I liked it probably better, more probably better than, uh, Dr. Strange, um, Ant-Man. It's like a, a if, if it's a, it's a slightly above the middle the middle of the pack of the however many movies there there have been fourteen a bunch yeah yeah well that's good okay well that, I mean I might see it this weekend you never but know it's good. yeah I mean the the world building is is pretty great it's our first you know true look into Wakanda that I love I'm, I'm a big fan of Michael B Jordan uh, his his character Killmonger is is very good um yeah I mean I think you'll enjoy it they certainly haven't missed the mark and it's made a ton of money already so it's already it's already made more than justice league i saw fantastic and also i just i'm sorry to to turn it negative like i'm about to do i don't like the following chris evans plays the human torch chris evans plays captain america michael b jordan plays the the human torch he's playing killmonger i don't like that josh brolin plays thanos and cable i don't like that i realize it's different studios but come on there must be other actors out there right well you, you gotta forget about the uh Fantastic I just, I just don't, I just don't like it. <laughs> I, just, I just, I just don't like it, and I, I, I will continue to say it. And I, I and I realize that in many cases, uh, in in Josh Brolin's case, he's covered under makeup and CGI for Thanos. But still, I don't like for both of them, right? I don't like oh, yeah. it. I well, like you wouldn't it. be, you wouldn't be a true nerd if you did like it. So it's to be expected. Thank you. I don't like it. I'll go, to, <laughs> I'll, I'll go to my grave, <laughs> not liking it. So that's, uh, just, that's just that's just my grudge holding is all. So speaking of Roland and Cable, we got a a new trailer for Deadpool two. Um, yes. Did you have a chance to check this out? Of course, I saw it. Okay. I so what are your it. thoughts on this? 
I mean, I, I am, I'm in Tom out. I think the one thing that, that Deadpool one had going for it was that, you know, we weren't really sure what we were going to get. There wasn't a lot, a lot of hype yet. I think there was even perhaps a feeling of what's this going to be. And it wound up being a surprisingly very good and meta and just an overall solid R rated movie. And this one obviously is making big on bombast. And then we get to see a team of some kind. And the speculation was confirmed that this is their version of X-Force, which we were all wondering who they would cherry pick. Uh, Have you seen this stuff? Yeah. I mean, I've poked around at it. I mean, you are the the show's X-Force expert. So how are they – what are they doing that's different? What are they – how are they setting it up? Is it reminiscent of anything that you've read or interested in? No, not at all. Uh, Because first of all, Deadpool wasn't really an X-Force member – like that i mean he wasn't in, in, in rick remitter's run that came out you know 10 years ago has it been that long has it been that long yes it has I, I, god damn um nevertheless uh they're really sort of cherry picking some some characters that i don't really know that well and you know i'm not going to read them off to you but suffice it to say i guess we'll see i mean i was hoping it'd be a group that i'd heard of so i could really sort of rally behind them but uh you know, I, 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 all told, of course, I'm going to see the damn movie. I might even see it when it first comes out. God damn it. Um, there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's terrible. It's going to be a great movie, I'm sure. Is that a good redemption? Yeah, it's perfect. It's a further follow-up on something that we're probably both very much looking forward to, and that being Umbrella Academy hitting Netflix this year. We, you know, I've had this in the follow-up a couple times as they – Filming now, still casting, making this thing supposedly happen this year. Uh, we've got word that Mary J. Blige has joined the cast, and then that's, that's what. Uh, then we've got Cameron Britton, Colm Fior, Adam Godley, and Ashley Maduque joining the Netflix series as well. What is who's Mary J. Blige playing? Singers will play the time traveling assassin in the adaptation of the acclaimed comic book series by Gerard Way. Well, Blige's character Cha Cha, well, she's playing Cha Cha. Wow, well, that's something. Hmm, this is uh, this. I'm intrigued. What you, you, you're you're learning this real time with me? You didn't even look into this part of it. Oh, I didn't look at uh, who she was going to be. Well, then who's playing Hazel? I don't know. You're the hmm. one that's breaking the news. <laughs> Either way, Mary J. Blige. Uh, you know, and I didn't just I. I don't know. I mean, they were, they had, had already announced Ellen Page as, as someone that I recognized, but a lot of the other people I had, had never heard of. So I was just surprised when I saw a name that I actually knew. Because um, I wasn't sure of the budget on this, what Netflix had going for it. Clearly, it's a book that is known to comic book readers, but you know, outside of that, it's not like a you know, it's not like a Marvel characters that you know some somebody might have heard of before. So I'm, I'm very interested. This might be the one thing that. There's, there's like Infinity War and Umbrella Academy of things I'm looking forward to this year. Well, it's going to be good year for TV. I can't wait. I miss uh, so much, so much. Yeah. We had two more trailers from for Jessica Jones. That's about to come out in like a couple weeks. March 8th we're looking at. So Netflix is kicking into high gear of, of promoting this. Obviously, looking forward to this as well. I've stated many times this was my favorite of the Netflix series, Marvel Netflix series. So uh, it feels like it's been forever since that first season ended. Uh, happy to see this return. That was a good one. I got to say, 
I just feel like some of the others were, well, obviously no one thought Iron Fist was the best, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But also, it wasn't overly violent, really, right? It was a little more in your head, mm-hmm. which I thought was good. And I didn't even like that actress before the, the show started. Jane. <laughs> that's how we all know her, yes. <laughs> I'm glad you choked on your arm from puke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, shit. So some bad news that I had just read uh, before, uh, just slightly before we started uh, recording here, is that with solicits coming out for DC uh, and Bendis taking over the Superman comics that everyone assumed there was going to be some shakeups throughout all the titles, it is being confirmed that on sale May 30th will be Super Sons number 16, which will conclude the Super Sons title. I mean... I don't look into the DC sales, and that's my own my own failing here. Was it not doing well, or was Peter, Peter Tomasi like over it? Uh, you know, I I don't know. I here's what I here's what I hate about it. Uh, obviously, this is the the Damien book that I had loved that was out now. I love Peter's work with him. I felt like it was just as they were getting on their own footing as to where the story could go. They instantly got thrown into some crossover event that sucked and then now that's just going to end so like i'm i feel incredibly let down by this um i don't look into the sales either you know and, and you know and shame on them i would i would have to imagine like me that you know readers of this character and perhaps even superboy are split between this and the teen titans book i mean there's not it, which way do you go do, you know can you buy both of them um you know, they sort of split an audience there of, of DC young DC's younger younger characters and, and those who read them. So yeah, I, I just hate to see this. I'd be interested to where Damien pops up after this uh, and where Peter does, for that matter. I haven't read what he might be getting into, but, you know, this yeah, is I'm curious. Just very sad. I'm curious about Superboy. I actually like this one. Well, we're going to have to keep our eyes open and see, uh, see where they're headed. Well, yeah, it's kind of crappy. It, it is the one DC book I've stuck with for this long. This long. A year and change. <laughs> well, well, I, mean, I haven't liked how the artist changed out a couple of times. And by far, I'm so sorry. I can't remember the original artist's name. And I'm even looking for the book on my bookcase that I have signed by the bastards. Uh, it was so strong. And I felt like we started getting diminishing returns with the art. And in certain issues, it would like, change like halfway through. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah, that was no good. That was no good. Which I mean, you know, you know, looking back, maybe this were warning signs, cries for help. <laughs> uh, so, since we haven't talked in uh, a couple of weeks, we've got two number ones to uh, to look at. First, uh, I had made a mistake on the last show and looked two weeks in advance instead of one week in advance. Uh, so, to go further back, we had to swap out what we had originally planned, and we read verses number one. Uh, this was. War has become a spectator sport. Privately funded armies of superstar soldiers march into battle for fame, profit, and the glory of their sponsored nations. When a new generation of soldiers arrive, top gladiator Sada Flynn is about to discover how fleeting the limelight can be. From writer Ivan Brandon and superstar artist Isad Ribic and his creator on Image Debut, with painted color by Nick Klein and graphic design by Tom Mueller, versus delivers spectacular action, darkly humorous satire, and explores our hunger for fame and our penchant for self-destruction. All right, so as you read it, I'm like, that's this should be a near-perfect book. I mean, Isad Ribic, you might recall, was doing art for Secret Wars, which was delayed to holy hell, but is incredibly talented. 
uh, and it, it all involved. This was supposed to be. It was. I didn't really know what the hell was going on here. Mm-mm. I thought it was like a video game at first because I didn't read the teaser. It, it seemed like the way they were presenting it was if you were like watching a video yes. game or a TV show. Yeah, and, and I wasn't quite getting the gist of it. But it, but it was like I felt like the sum was not as good as the parts, and that's not good. Yeah. So basically, we have we almost have like a American Gladiators on steroids kind of thing where people are going and fighting each other, and there's product placement and it's televised or, or broadcast to wherever you receive your media. And this, what I assume is a dystopian future, but uh, <laughs> <Isn't it laughs> the future sucks. We've learned, um, but I just was like, I want to like this so much more, and I just don't. I don't. Uh, I don't blame you because I. I wasn't feeling it. I. The the art is is pretty great. I mean, you could tell it's. I mean, I, I don't know the artist as well as you do, but you can tell that it's someone that clearly is clued in on what they're doing here. Um, some great fighting panels, some great full page shots. Um, it looks awesome. The the story is just not there. And if I want to, um, at the at the high level of you know of, of people doing battle as part of a game on TV, uh, you know, Killbox kind of filled that void for me and that type of genre. So, and I wasn't getting that sense of urgency here or sense of story. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. Well, yeah, and I, again, even when you had this curious element of, like, commercials popping up or taking a break for this and that and the other for a product announcement, I felt like even though you don't see that a lot, it just didn't, it just was like this should feel smarter to me. I or this I, I want this to be more clever than I feel that it is, and it's just not it's just not getting it for me. And I, and I you know looked at the ratings out there. This is sitting at a seven point eight user rating at seven point six critic rating on Comic Book Roundup, which is not stellar. Let's be fair. That's a f- fine rating, but not a you know out of the park rating. Yeah, that's a C in high school. C's get degrees, yeah. but uh, you know. It doesn't get you on the honor roll. That's what I was going to say. The honor <laughs> roll. You're not going to be valedictory with those grades. Yeah, uh, so, you know, I don't know. I, I wish I felt differently because I, I went into this being, this is going to be great. Because, again, you hate to judge a book by its cover or its innards in this case. But we always do. But, but, I mean, Isad Rivik is an incredibly talented artist. He's done some amazing cover work. Great interiors. He did stuff for Uncanny X-Force that Rick Remender was doing. Another call to that book. Um, he did, like I said, uh, the Secret Wars book, um, like Utter Lumpet, because I'm rereading it in its entirety because it's available on Comixology Unlimited. So good. What happened? This is not that good. So, sorry. Well, that's okay. All right. So, anyway. Um, so, outside of that, the next week we had Kick-Ass number one. Uh, this is a familiar title. This is Kick-Ass is Back. Ready to wipe out the city's criminal lowlives, destroy its gangs, and save its communities from decay. But there's a new face beneath the old mask, a new figure wearing that famous green and yellow spandex. Who is this new vigilante superhero? Who can fill Dave Lazuski's shoes? Who is the new kick-ass? Find out in this first issue of this new ongoing monthly series. Comic Book Legends Mark Miller and John Romita Jr. reunite for the next chapter of the greatest superhero comic of all time. Can I ask you a question? Where is original kick-ass? What happened to him? I don't remember, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, because I could be like, where the hell is he? 
Yeah, it's. Um, I should have looked into that. I feel like I, I may not have read all the Kickasses, um, so I, I might not remember or know how his story ended up. But uh, I'm just gonna assume he's dead. <laughs> 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 he finally got what was coming to him. Well, he got his ass kicked. Excuse the ignorance, people. Okay, but uh, Ti- yeah, well, sorry. I mean, I mean yeah. shit. I'll look into it for the next. That'll be follow up on the the next episode. Well, now I really want to know. Well, give me a review of this, and maybe I'll look it up. Okay, so, all right, so in this case, I'm not sure how, because the the main character was, like, a a war vet, right? Mm -hmm. And and she's been waiting to come home. She's ready to do the damn thing. Let's go back to school. And then her husband's a deadbeat. He makes off with some younger woman uh, to be a musician, even though he, he clearly sucks. And she has to turn to a life of vigilantism in, in order to make good. And she's sort of robbing the 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 the, the bad to feed the poor. Is that in, in her neighborhood? That's that's yes. basically where we are. And it seems like mission uh, mission one was a close call. But nevertheless, so so she's she, this is how she's choosing to to go about her kickassness, I guess. Right. Right. It was okay. I I just feel like you can tell this story only so many different ways, right? That someone's yeah. had enough and they're going to go fix it. I feel like I don't know. I mean, I think there needs to be some more background given into her because she just very easily had this like, was she, she did she have a kick-ass costume just like hanging in her closet? That was other like, thing. She, like very easily made it happen. It seems. So I don't know. But I mean, again, I thought it was a serviceable read. But you know, when you're going to go in with Kickass as the as the marquee here, that's a certain standard and a you know a spree de corps that you got to really make sure you're cool with. Yeah, I mean, you can tell, and we've said this numerous times about Mark Miller comics. I mean, they they are written in such a way that they could easily be parlayed into something bigger, and they're you know they're just good enough to keep you reading. And they, they, he knows how to pen something that you know is engaging enough uh, but maybe not the greatest thing you ever read and, and i feel like the first kick ass was something that I was really into and then it was almost like a, a showtime series that is great for three seasons and just continues on and they never know how to cancel it yeah so it just like keeps going and going um so and, and i've followed up here with for kick ass three uh dave graduated high school and continued his life as a superhero blah blah blah, blah gets into a bunch of stuff Rescues some people from in Big Daddy's monster truck, blah, 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 blah. Dave decides to abandon his superhero identity, instead joining the police and remaining with Valerie. Dave never sees Mindy, hit girl, again or has contact with her. I already read this while we were talking. Okay, so he hung it up. Where that leaves him now, if he shows up in this at all, probably, I don't know, probably not. But it just seems, I feel like there could be a good story here. Uh, and to someone who has never read Kick-Ass before, this is probably just perfectly fine. Um, we got a new character uh, taking it on. I don't know that it'll be good enough for me to uh, to continue on, but you know, I've read a lot of the Kick-Ass and Hit-Girl stuff in the past in, in bunches as they come out in trades of, of six issues. So um, in a year or so, I could see me grabbing this. Well, you know, that's a good segue into what's happening next week. Next week is Hit Girl number one. <laughs> uh, I was actually wondering what, what was happening with her because I wasn't followed up on the news or anything that was, if it was relaunching or not. But 
We get Hit Girl is back. The pint-sized Punisher meets Polly Pocket has left America behind and set off to serve justice around the world. First stop, Columbia. A mother seeking vengeance for the murder of her child enlists Hit Girl to destroy his killer, but Mindy has bigger plans for Columbia's most feared hitman. Mark Miller and Ricardo Lopez Ortiz join forces for the first chapter of Hit Girl's world tour in this new ongoing monthly series. So, same well, character, Mindy McCready, uh, just no longer in America. Well, what else can you do? Especially when I uh, just uh, fine. And a lean week. What are you going to do? Yeah. All right. So what else did you have to get into uh, this, the last two weeks, I guess? All right. Last few weeks. Let's, let's run through the list here. Hawkeye number 15. This is uh, Kate Bishop Hawkeye of Kelly Thompson writing, which we have enjoyed basically this entire run. Uh, I think we've only got one more issue left. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, you know, this is, this is, it's been, it's been fun. It's, you know, if you put, the fraction Hawkeye at a 10, I, I, you know, I think this one has been, you know, worthy of, of being up there as, as like an eight, 8.5. It's been fun, a fun read, a different take on things. And to, to be ending it right now with, with Kate and Clint, you know, clowning around doing stuff together again is, is what should be the perfect ending. And I, you know, I'm going to sad to see it go, but um, it, it's been a very good run. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I I give it an eight would be my ceiling because I mean I just thought Matt Fraction's Hawkeye was just amazingly great, so I good. I gave it a ten. Well, I mean, I know, but like, I need to put more distance between the two. Is all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Runaway is number six. This is the gang uh, gets fully back together, uh, attacking uh, Molly's grandma, uh, finally getting out of there, and and getting on their way of, of being a team together. Fantastic. Uh, I'm ready to see what, what comes of all this, what they get into. Uh, you know, clearly now we've got the gang assembled, uh, taken off together. You know, this first arc was uh, sort of served its purpose to, to do just that. And, uh, you know, I'm interested to see who meets up with them, what they get into, uh, what happens. I want more and I want it now. I have to tell you something. I okay. worry for the, I worry for this book. I worry. I, I feel like I, I I feel like I enjoy it very much, as do you, because I feel like it's playing to the strengths of people that have been reading it for a long time, and it's I don't feel like it's really uh, friendly to new people. That that's that's what I think. Just be, we should just look be, up the sales. I don't even want to, because mm. I, I, I really do like it. I I think it has really done a great job of extending off of the original run and making it feel very natural and, and how we're re-engaging characters that have not been together for years. But so the only thing that we can hold, hold on to is that there is a TV show that was very successful, loved by critics renewed for a second season. So, so there's some impetus to, to keep a book going, I would imagine. So just hang on to that. Okay. I hold mean, on. I am, I, I buy the damn thing. Don't get me wrong. Me too. Okay. Well, don't get me wrong. Uh, Mech Cadet U number six. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um we've got this one i don't want to say all out war is breaking out but um you know the the i'm forgetting the names of those things off the top of my head but those things overtake the school they get trapped to a room uh the bots come come to help the kids save the day um I, i still like this book i'm wondering how long it's gonna keep me engaged though like what all 
what all can happen, what all what all more can advance. I'm not saying that it can't. I just was, you know, as, as we mentioned a few times, was, you know, looking forward to this being a, a short run, telling a story, being done. And now that it's a ongoing for who knows how long, um, I just don't know if I'm quite seeing the bigger story yet as I should. Uh, that being said, I'm still subscribed, still enjoy it. Um, I just, I just worry for this one. I will agree that it is a quick read, and I'm always mm-hmm. like, "What do we read again?" So you know, but uh, I think this was the first book that was beyond the initial five that they announced, right? I want to say that they announced five, and then yeah, they made I think it. So. so this was the first book where it was like, "How are we going to stretch this out?" So you know, it's okay. Great. That's that, that's what I think. That's that you. I actually I I want to quickly go into this one too. So you read the Weekend of the Divine, nineteen twenty three, which is an annual, which for yes. all intents and purposes is a real book. I could not. I will, okay. but like I, I only have so much time to read during the day, and like I I ride the subway to work, and this does not lend itself to that. What I read was the comics portions, skimmed the text, and read reviews. Now, here's the thing. I've, I've already stated numerous times that I'd, I'm not a big fan of these one-shot annual things that look at different years. I love the Wicked Divine story. Um, I think these two are great working together. Yada, yada, yada. Broken record on the show of how much I enjoyed the book. I would much rather prefer them just take the break and get back to the story than do these sorts of things. I mean, I get it. There's The story you're telling are these these gods that come back every so often. So it's clearly happened in the past before. Um, but I just don't need to see it. I'm, I'm focused on what's happening now. And then when you, when you get super creative like this and, and I'm sure there's people that loved every second of this, I just, uh, you know, I read comic books for the pictures. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I told you, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I I'm like, I, I mean, I, I have it saved, uh, to my phone in hopes that I'll like, you know, get through it. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Maybe if I had an audio book form, that might help. It's a real book. It is mm-hmm. a real book. God damn oh, yeah. it. And this is not called that. This this is too many comics. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, not enough books. No, <laughs> get, get out of here. I don't care about books. Uh, yeah, really. All right, so there's that. So Rumble 3. I, I, I can't anymore with this. I gotta uh, tell you that I unsubscribed on Comic. God, I was gonna do it too. We can't do it the same week. Uh, oh, I, I mean, feel listen. So badly. I mean, what? The, okay, so John Arcudi, friend of the show, been on, been on the show. Uh, when this book came out originally a few years back, he was doing it with an artist named James Heron, who I think I didn't realize what how much he brought to this book, and this just new take on it is just not working for me. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's not, not much else I could say. I mean, James, James Heron, it would be, I think I said this the last time it, you know, saga is obviously a, a thing of its own, but it would be like, if you were 16 issues in the saga, it went on like a year break and it came back without Fiona Staples. Yeah. It would, I it mean, would this, this world that we loved and got into and these crazy characters and the style and everything, it was, it was created by James Heron. I mean, that. Arcudi went on went on the show with us, talked about Heron's vision for it, talked about all the work that he did, and I think each individual issue had uh, back page matter of of Heron's work and what went into it, and you know his process. Uh, he very much created created these characters with Arcudi, and it's just it's definitely not the same. And that's not to say it's bad. It's, if you were a new reader picking this up now, um, and you had no 
recollection of what transpired beforehand, it's probably just fine. I mean, you might be able to get into the world just as we did beforehand, but um, yeah, it's not the same. No, it is not. I wish you the best. No need to apologize. I feel the same way. All right. I'm glad we're on the same page. (laughs) I mean, damn. Yeah. I it just and I was happy when it came back. I was like, "This is gonna be great." This, I really, I really miss this book, and it is just not the same. And I mean that in a, I'm all for evolution and 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 you know growth, but not in this case. <laughs> Hopefully, he doesn't listen to the show anymore. Well, I mean, how often can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you have read all Old Man Hawkeye number two. I have purchased it i have not yet read it uh how are we feeling about it uh, i think it's still pretty cool okay good i'm looking yeah. forward to, to picking this up i we left off with a interesting twist at the last one that is a, a venom symbiote making a coup did this play out long long form here or, or was it a slow play uh slow play uh, okay well even still that's they want your money for book three see yes <laughs> so cynical. Mm-hmm. What did I have? All four dollars. Yeah, goddamn. I see. Right. Yeah, who even knows anymore? So I did read Invincible 144. This is the final book of the series. Done. This book is over. And that uh, was good. You know, I mean, they did that thing that reminded me of the last episode of Parks and Rec where they flash forwarded to numerous points in the future to give you closure on this and this and this uh, and this. And that's what they did. But, you know, again, this book was solid from, from start to finish. We covered a, we, we as a team covered a lot of ground. Um, this book's, I want to say it's 16 years old. It was great. It's one of the best. And, you know, they're making a movie of this and uh, they've promised that it's going to be very faithful to the book. I don't see how in the world they're going to, because so much shit happened, but uh, you know, I, I as much as you can be glad that a book is over, I th- I'm glad that it ended, you know, with a really good nod towards all the things that led up to this final issue. So you'll, you'll never read it, but uh, it was good. That's all I can say about that. Uh, X-Men Red, number one. This is the uh, official return of Jean Grey to the Marvel Universe. She has her own book. And I guess the main takeaway of this is that in an effort to defend mutant kind uh, uh, is uh, attempting to create, I guess, uh, a, a sovereign nation for that. So I've always said, dude, I brought it up a thousand times. Why does Spider-Man get a break, but not storm when it comes to how they got their powers? I don't, I don't understand. Right. You're a freak or you're a freak. Why, why are mutants persecuted for merely being born with these abilities versus falling into like a radioactive slime? It's <laughs> 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 you know the question that it's the million dollar question that we all think of. Like, I mean, I'm serious. Come on. You could write a whole thesis on it, I'm sure. Uh, Well, then I have to read it. Okay, so Old Man Logan 35. I keep reading this book. Again, we spoke about uh, the Rubble book coming back and there being a a switch up in the creative team. This is the same thing where I'm reading it, but it was just so much better before when it was uh, Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. And I always complain about when old man logan comes on the scene he's always quick to announce that his healing factor ain't what it used to be this book did it again like i'm like (laughs) i think if you read if you are a reader of this book which which you must be if you read book 35 right this cannot be your first book how often must we hit at home that he's old and his shit's cracking up 
Here's here's a question I have. The the original Old Man Logan, that was Mark Miller, right? Yes. How many issues was that? Four or six. Know? I mean it was it was I mean it was a limited run, obviously. I have it somewhere around here. So how I guess I didn't expect this one because I remember reading the first few issues of this. I don't think I ever expected it to be 35 issues. And it kind of makes me worry. Like I've, I'm enjoying old man Hawkeye, but do I, am I setting myself up for 30 some issues of old man Hawkeye as well? Or, or am I going to get like a story? Well, I mean, this is a bit of an outlier. I mean, you don't see books go this long these days. So I think, yeah. that, I, I think I, I want to say even that old man Hawkeye is 12. They've already announced this. Okay, but I mean, hey, listen, if it sold a bunch, I'm sure they would extend it. Yeah, well, you know, then stop buying so much. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Oh, and you read Secret Warriors 8 through 10. Yeah, so I saw it pop up on Comixology Unlimited. So I think there's two, I think it went, ultimately went 12 issues. So the last two are not on there yet. Uh, So as promised, I will finish this at some point. That's pretty okay. Yeah, that's fine. This book did its thing. Yeah. All right, Uh, so. We're going long. Let's keep going. News, yeah, news. Yeah, so we just plow through the news. That being said, Marvel Comics today announced a line-wide overhaul in 2018, uh, revitalized the entire publishing line in 2018, promising new creative teams, new series, and more. A uh, piece of promo art released today. Uh, C.B. Sobolski says, I can say walk through these halls. I've never seen more enthusiasm and more excitement for where Marvel Comics is going this year. Uh, and I saw... You know, this is probably a, a big shakeup after Bendis leaves, you know, new editor-in-chief, getting their ducks in a row. Um, of course, everyone's going to be playing it up, but I, but I will just say on Twitter that Matt Rosenberg and Donnie Cates, who uh, have been seeing their roles at Marvel increase greatly, uh, were, were echoing these thoughts of, you know, people aren't being stretched thin because Donnie Cates is doing a lot now. There's a lot yeah. of enthusiasm, a lot of good stuff coming. Um, you know, whatever, again, with one of these line-wide overhauls so you know i'm just be interested to see the titles that come out and uh who's doing what uh to see what they have in store but you know prove to me that this is not just another money grab i mean well they can't do that prove it that is but i you know i think it's cool that people you and i got to know uh when we were kind of new to this are like large and in charge now i'm talking matt matthew rosenberg Donnie Cates and Brisson. You're seeing these names all over the place. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Get, By the way. We should get Cates back on the show. I bet he would do it. Yeah, I don't know. We're <laughs> <laughs> okay. not. Do you, do, do you, um, are you still reading Sheltered, by the way? Uh, yes, but I'm not done. Okay. You just want to put this in here? No. Okay. Well, good answer. <laughs> uh, all right. So this was somewhat controversial, and I'm curious on your thoughts. You're a big Venom fan. You, you, we were when I first met you, and I assume that you're you're watching this movie news coming out uh, with bated breath because this is a Sony thing, yes. and it's not affiliated apparently with Spider-Man, which is peculiar. So this trailer has dropped, and you get to see a lot, except for zero Venom. And it's it appears to be a lot more psychological and you know sci-fi y than perhaps you uh, a Spider-Man unofficially affiliated movie would 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 beg. What do you think? Yeah, um, I'm not a hundred percent feeling it yet. So here, here's what it has was what has going for it. Uh, I do like psychological things like that. That's a plus. I do like Tom Hardy. That's a plus. Um, I obviously love the character of Venom. My concern is that. It is would be so branched out from 
from what Venom is supposed to be. I mean, to me, you know, I grew up as, as probably everyone did of, of Venom being this just perfect arch nemesis of Spider-Man. I mean, that he's, you know, that the symbiote comes down, it, it, you know, first takes control of him, you know, finds it, finds a different host. And it's just, you know, it's almost like Spider-Man is looking in a mirror at, at something that he can't quite defeat. And I always liked that aspect of it. And they completely botched it in the the third Spider-Man when Venom showed up. Um, I was hoping for a little bit more. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to slam this as to not seeing it and maybe not what their plans might be. I mean, there's been talk of Tom Holland perhaps being on set, them doing a little something. Um, but, you know, I wish it was just a, a bigger part or I wish that he, you know, I wish that he maybe showed up in a Spider-Man movie first and they, they built the character out of that into its own movie. I mean, this to me would be like Joker having a movie without being in Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, I uh, I thought it looked pretty cool because I don't have anything invested in this personally or professionally. Yeah. I mean, it looks um, cool. I'm just just concerned about the bigger picture. Well, the only thing that makes me a little bit, I'm going to borrow your word, concerned is remember how cool the Fantastic Four trailer looked when it seemed to be more. Yeah. sci-fi like and it was oh this is gonna be really something that just got all fucked to shit when by the time it made it <laughs> it was just so bad and i wanted to like it desperately i even watched the first quarter being like this is this isn't so bad and then it just really went off the rails and i i hope that they were able to make a movie that satisfies a studio and a fan because it's going to be difficult when they're really sort of paddling upstream with the whole like like you said this is not a Spider-Man movie. That's a little weird. And, you know, having to build a whole world around this character that's really always existed as a Spider-Man supporting character. That's just what it is. So, I don't know. Yeah. Intrigued. Excited to see more. Uh, and I hope they pull it off. I really do. Okay. And so, finally. Oh, there's more. Jesus Christ. There's so much news. Right, well, there's some, that, there's some that we can just breeze through. So, Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin, they've got a 50-page barrier number one for free comic book day, and they are releasing the book um, as a whole uh, in print form. So, if you did not, you know, pay to read it digitally or, you know, just download it for free as they let, allow you to do, um, you can uh, read this in print very soon. So, I, I think it's just cool to see Panel Syndicate keep pushing some of their books eventually into print uh, to, to reach a little bit wider audience. Well, you may recall we, we broke this news on the show when I met those guys, and they said, "Yes, they're going to publish it." Yes, but now that we, you know, we've got the happenings of when it's happening and how it's going to work. Yeah, but I, I, but I, but I, I broke the news. I just you heard it here first, everybody, months there, ago. There you go. Okay, <laughs> I had to wait in line for that shit. So Brian Michael Bendis, even though he's on a DC contract to write comic books, he's apparently penning a Kitty Kitty Pride movie. This threw me off. I mean, I'm into it. And who better? But that was like, what? I thought you just quit this company. Yeah. Just the comic side, I guess. Well, you know, again, who better? Yeah. I wonder if they're going to bring back Ellen Page for it. My sense is no. My sense is... She's busy. She's, I mean, yes, but I also feel like she's also not famous enough to carry a whole movie like that. Unless it's Juno. (laughs) Time will tell. (laughs) Uh, I threw this last bit in here just because I'm a sucker for these these cartoon comic books when they come out, and uh, you know I don't I don't know that we've ever talked Fraggle Rock before, but I, I definitely grew up watching it a lot with my older brother. Um, 
it's coming back in comic book form, courtesy of Boom Studios. You know, just I haven't seen the show in a, a very long time. This will probably be one of those things where I check out a first issue. But did did you grow up watching this at all? Yes, I certainly did. And you know what else? They still show it on HBO. What? I need to yes, tune in. They certainly did. The, the original, very old Fraggle Rock. I mean, they what an iconic theme song. Yeah, Chase Your Cares Away down at Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Worries for another day. Uh, <laughs> you know what? The, I was talking to somebody at work recently about I, – I, as, a, as a child, I tried to um, negotiate the sizes of the different characters in relation. Because, right, you had the Fraggles who were a lot bigger than the Doozers that could build things, right? Right. But then Fraggles came up to, like, the knee of a human, Right, yes. but then also there were the monsters in the backyard that were real huge. So I tried to figure out like how big would a human be next to those because they, you know, I could I just, as a child was trying to figure out. And then there was the trash heap. Remember this? I'm sure there's probably like a, someone has probably done this on a blog post by now. The I gotta find this. The internet's been around post. long enough. I gotta figure this out with these size <laughs> discrepancy. Uncle traveling Matt. I mean, come on. That's a follow up for next week. Well, I will click into it. I will sleuth it on the internets. <laughs> well, it's good to talk to you again. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> uh, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. TooManyComics.com. Hit us up, please. I've been reading too many comics.